You're listening to the MBA Thoughts Podcast with Bitsella Fishman and Yechiel Schwab. Part two of the Kauai Trade episode will return after this message. Last take. Hi. <laughs> this is Bitsella Fishman of the famed NBA Thoughts Podcast, and I'm here with Yechiel Schwab. I'm Yechiel Schwab. We'd like to talk today a little bit about the Bloom microphone. It's gray. But the company is blue. I think Yeti also somehow, but that name is not featured here. So Google it. Point is, we encourage you to buy this microphone. We are. Let's, we're not encouraging you to buy. <laughs> let's let's take it a step back. We like this microphone. Hey, at least search, search it up on Amazon. <laughs> see if it's good and consider it. Kobe and Rachel Spiegel generously lent it to us. Thank and you we are enjoying them. it so far. We encourage them to make their own podcast yeah. as well. And potentially. Stay tuned for their podcast, currently entitled Pizza Plate. They didn't say that, but it could it couldn't be called. That. I think that's going to be the name. But this is a good microphone. Thank you to Racheli and Kobe for lending it to us. All right, now let's get back into it. Let's discuss here the Spurs side of this trade. They sent out Kawhi Leonard. They got back Demar Derozan, a little bit of a young prospect in Pirtle, and a 2019 protected pick, one to 20. So not a great first round it's, pick. It's kind of ironic because, like, I think in Toronto, most people are thinking, "Oh my gosh, we lost Derozan," but like. After analysis, it's like, wait, did, did the Raptors get the better deal? I think the Raptors probably got the better end of the deal. I think it's just crazy. Just yeah, like crazy to think crazy about. Crazy like to that. think that they got. I like a one-year rental. You just lost your quote-unquote, the air quotes are there, listeners. You can't see them. Your face of the franchise. But like now you're telling me like. So this is this. Deal. Let's get into here. This is my hashtag hot take rant of the day. <laughs> hot take rant sound effects inserted now. Um, so my we hot plan, take rant of the day. Those, we in practice those yeah. uh, sound effects. <laughs> They're before. very important. I was listening yesterday. I was I was preparing for this podcast. I looked on YouTube to watch some of like TV broadcasters, some of the dumbest human beings alive, TV sports commentators, and they were like, "I don't understand." The Spurs wanted the Jalen Brown. The Celtics refused to include Jalen Brown, and now Raptors are giving Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan's much better. No, that is false. And that is a fundamental misunderstanding of how value in the NBA works. Because value in the NBA is not determined by talent, but it's determined by contracts. The goal of an NBA team is not, can you be the most, like, it's not hard to get talent. The harder part is to get talent under the salary restrictions, to be able to keep talent. And to have it with a nice place in order to add better talent. Exactly. And that is why somebody like Jalen Brown who's on a rookie-controlled contract at something like $8 million, and who, after he finishes his rookie contract, we are a restricted free agent that you can match any offer on, and it has to stay with your franchise if you sign him, is a much better value than somebody like DeMar DeRozan. Even if you think DeRozan is currently a better player, DeRozan's getting paid $25 million, and two years from now, he's going to want to get paid $35 million. And he's eligible for a much higher contract because he's a veteran, because of the way the CBA works, because of the way contracts in the NBA work, he is going to get paid a lot more money. So he gets you a lot more value above his pay raise, as opposed to somebody like Jalen Brown, who's currently under a rookie contract. And once he is eligible for an extension, is eligible for a much smaller extension than the sign DeRozan's going to want to sign. So even if you think DeRozan's a better player, which most people probably do at this stage, you can talk about Jalen Brown's upside. But at the end of the day, it's about contracts, it's about money, it's about salary. And Jalen Brown and other young players are under rookie contracts. And that is why talented rookies, talented young players are the most valuable assets in the NBA because nobody overperforms above their salary like a young rookie. 
that also like that also like ties into the thing that like uh, Rachel Nichols, uh, host of The Jump, ESPN The Jump, decent one of the better TV for a TV probably show, the best, for probably a, the best around for a TV sports for a TV show, very yeah. good. Um, it's kind of very cool that they just get like T Mac on all the time, yeah. like T Mac, like top five player in the NBA at one point, you know, very cool. So she always makes the point like she thinks they the Lakers drop the ball on this. Why? Because like she's just saying that the Lakers didn't didn't pick him up because like they're like relying on next year. Like and then the counterpoints, oh, the Paula George situation. But she's saying, oh, you're you're ruining a year of LeBron's prime. Exactly. But my counterpoint to that is that no, don't give up Brandon Ingram. Not because if you knew Kawhi's coming and good and you know, and will be Kawhi of 2017. You don't trade Ingram in order to maximize LeBron's prime. But I think they didn't trade Ingram because we're looking at a Kawhi Leonard question mark. In contrast to what we're talking about with DeMar DeRozan and uh, the Raptors, or maximum, they're getting him for another two, three years with this core. And if without losing him, we are kind of discussing how maybe they're not that much worse and they can pivot. And like the ceiling, their, their like potential outlook. But with the Lakers, they're... You know, Ingram might be a star, but and they might have him long term. But also, we don't know what we're getting with Kawhi. So I think that's just like similar to the the Jalen Brown point of like, why wouldn't you trade Jalen Brown? And I definitely hear the the discussion. I would disagree. I think just, but this probably goes back to how you value Brandon Ingram. I don't think Brandon Ingram is worth it. Like I would say, if you had an trade offer, him. trade Brandon Ingram for Kawhi. I would I think they could have. Second, I think they actually. I'm not sure if they could have because. I'm not sure because I think the there people are talking how the Spurs wanted talent now. Yeah, like that's like if they wanted talent now, they didn't want the Lakers. I think this is also an interesting question of like people were discussing what offers. Like I don't really know exactly what offers were granted, like how much people were offering. When you look at the, the trades last year, the Jimmy Butler trade, the Paul George trade, when I was hearing what the, the Spurs were asking for, that we want four young picks and eight draft, like they wanted like the whole team pretty much. And I was like, I'm looking at the Paul George trade from last year. They got Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis, who both turned into pretty good players for the Pacers. But at the time, those were not a great pickup. And if you looked at the trade that the Bulls got for Jimmy Butler, they did not get great value. Like, we're not, like, I don't think we're seeing great return value on players entering, for, like, players coming close to entering free agency. And I was surprised to see That's that MVP. people were expecting. He is a bit of a higher level than Paul George and Jimmy Butler, for sure. With the, but also with a question mark. But with a question mark. So, meaning, I was surprised to see everybody expecting people to throw in. It's when people were saying, like, the Raptors should trade DeRozan, Ananobi, Siakam. And I'm like, I'm looking at the Thunder traded Oladipo coming off a bad season and Sabonis. And I'm like, how are you expecting them to give a similar offer with six young picks? So, I think this trade actually falls in line a lot with what we saw last year. And that is, players on the last years of their contracts are not valuable because at the end of the day, you're only getting one year, and you have to go out and sign them again in free agency. But they were getting, and I don't think it's worth even without Ingram being thrown in, even without Jalen Brown being thrown in, even without like all the best picks being thrown. In, I I don't know. There's a bit of a hypothetical, but I just feel like the offers coming in were better than that. The I think they were a little better than the Jane, but like I don't. I think they were within the same range. They were comparable. Of like, we'll give you like Josh Hart, Kuzma, and a pick, like something like that, maybe two picks with those two guys, but like we're not giving you our best young star and we're not giving you more than one or two picks. Like, I just don't think that that's where 
the value is for heard, trading a player on an expiring contract. I heard a word that with the 76ers, like people were saying, oh, they're throwing in Covington, Sarich, oh, a couple picks or whatever, maybe not great picks, decent picks. But the question is like, oh, what about faults? And that was like the, where they were stopping. But I heard a counter report to today, and it actually kind of jives with what ended up happening, that actually the sticking point was that that um, that Spurs people said, we're not making a deal with you unless you include one of the big stars, which was obviously not going to happen, but comes to the point that the Spurs were looking to maintain the Spurs talent. wanted to make playoffs this year. They, they were interested. The they were not interested in starting. Not only make to the refocus on the core, but they were starting to playoffs. Like meaning, they made the playoffs last year without Kawhi. Not guaranteed this year because the West improved. West is loaded. Yeah, but I think the fact that they want someone means they want to get better. Yeah, as and as opposed to, I think even Zach Lowe actually said this in his article that he would have gone with the picks. He I would, definitely. He would have just I gone. Agree. He would have gone. He he would. I think the way he put it is. Put the Heat, Celtics, Sixers in. We don't need Jalen Brown. We don't need Ingram. We don't need, uh, I didn't say, whatever, Lakers. I didn't mention them, but whatever. We don't need Ingram. We don't need Simmons. We don't need uh, Fultz. Just give us your best picks. Get four picks and seriously look at the future. But the Spurs don't want that. They want to look forward a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a, like... I think that's also interesting that they ended up getting Pirtle, who's probably not the top of any of the Raptors' young players either. And I think they prioritized for them. They got they got one draft pick, they got one young guy, but they clearly prioritized. We want a big star. We want to win this year. We want to win next year. And I think a lot of that goes to we saw this a little bit with um, Stan Van Gundy, Jeff Stan Van Gundy on the Pistons when he went out and made that big trade for Blake Griffin. When you have a coach who's also oh. your GM, who's also involved in the front office. You can get your, you can get your, I think you can get. Stan's not in. Stan's no still. longer anymore, but he was. I know, but who, they don't have anyone, do they? Who? The no, person? Detroit, but they made a the big trade for. No, Blake I know, that's a classic thing, like Doc, Stan, you can't do two jobs at once kind of thing. Yeah. You're making a bit of a different point that like, no, Pop could do two jobs at once, but it's biasing him for the front office job. No, I think the eye is biasing him towards his coaching. Priorities. I know, I know, but yeah. making him biased. When it comes to trades, yeah. not making making trades. But only. I think you could say that part of it is the same way like Kobe at the tail end of his career, the Lakers accommodated to him. I think the Spurs, even if Pop wasn't in charge, probably would have been like, Pop, this is your last three years with us. Yeah. We're not going to go out and get you yeah, eight for sure. G League players and force you to tank. No like, this is the last years of your career. You've been here 20 years. You made the playoffs. Regarding, We're going to keep doing it. Like Pistons, like, yeah. they just got uh, Casey, but like, they don't have the front office, do they yet? Like, Stan's gone, right? I think Stan's gone. I don't know if they've replaced him. I, that's I mean, weird. Like they they don't even making moves though now. Right? I don't think like they're maxed out. Like they have Blake Griffin, they have Andre John. There, there's not nothing for them to do. They're set. They're I, whatever. Just going about them. I don't. I haven't thought about them too much. Like the thing when Blake came, they won a bunch of games really quickly. But then people are like, "Wait, those are really bad teams." Yeah. And then they they, they quickly went. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm somewhat a bit more optimistic because you of, love uh, Blake Griffin. It is no, still, no, no. In Blake Griffin's, Griffin's mind, he's done. It is still 2012. <laughs> Blake Griffin is an MVP candidate, he's and done. he's still dunking he's over Kia cars in Vince Fish's mind. <laughs> he's done. But like at the same time, I'm a bit more optimistic. But I think Dwayne Casey's really good. 
He's coach of the year. He's he's good. He's coach of the year. And definitely like Reggie Jackson was out. Like there is some hope for optimism there. Like Bradley's with Reggie gone. Jackson, they were a little bit better. They lost Bradley, but like with Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond, they had a good pick and roll. You add in Blake Griffin, maybe you could figure it out. He's not 24. Also, no, Blake Stan Griffin, Van Gundy's like Stan Van Gundy's like a you know, like a closed minded like give me my Dwight ear or whatever. So how do you play in like a big man, ball handler, elbow guy? So maybe, um, maybe Casey could figure yeah. it out. Yeah, that's definitely uh, the listen, bottom of the East. There's definitely room. He, yeah, oh, and I, he could definitely, the bottom the of the six. East playoffs. Yeah, like he, the they could definitely six. make, but like, I would be shocked beyond shocked to see them win a playoff series. But who do they, I definitely have? Could they just them. have Drummond, Drummond, Blake, Jackson, Blake Griffin. That's it. I think that's it. They traded away everyone else. No, Ish Smith. Maybe that guy's so. fast. <laughs> Fast. It's not a race. I don't know. Just like you watch him, he's like moving faster than everyone else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you basically think that, like, organizationally wise, Spurs should look to the future. I think. Would you say rebuild? Like, you traded Lamarcus? I don't. I think the Spurs. The Spurs have a bunch of like weird contracts. I was looking like they have Gasol for a long time. Yeah. Lamarcus resigned last year to like a fairly long. Like they have long term deals, so I think that might have also been part of it. Of like. They're not really that's in a position because, to start or rebuild. That's both because they wasn't sure about Kawhi, but also because like that's the, they weren't planning on rebuilding. Yeah. So but I think what do you like? Just I think I still would have liked deal. even if they can't rebuild. Like fine, put out the same team with Lamarcus Aldridge and all these yeah, like, older players, wins. but like get some younger crew, like get some more young talent. This is a different like. This is more of like we got two years. Two years, they're all going to expire, and we'll start again. Then seems to be the plan now. So here's the thing. Like I, I'm not sure. I, I think that I'm in favor of the not of the getting current talent. I haven't fi- I haven't worked it all out, but I think that you're the Spurs. The mystique might be gone. It's funny because we thought the year right Duncan retired at the end of seven sixteen seventeen. Right? Yeah, and then. They had an no, amazing 15, year. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, 15, 16. They had they're, a great year. 16, 17. Then they made the conference finals, Zaza, Kawhi incident. People thought they were. But they were great. How, yeah. They had a lot of wins. or They had something like 60-something wins. I think also like by like SRS or Point Differential, they were, they were a fantastic yeah. team that so year. So I was like, okay, this is great. They said it's like so much to Duncan's credit that not only was he, he was so great that it even impacted later. But now we're seeing that, you know, Maybe we are missing Duncan a bit, but well, things are changing. But I, I still think that you have your Spurs. I think you can still squeeze another few years of fifty. And I'm not yeah. in the front office. I'm not sure how it'll develop and whether they can create sustainable fifty. But I'm think that maybe once you're at the fifty and you can keep the Spurs mystique a bit longer, maybe you sign a, a, a mid tier for agents. Maybe you get lucky in the draft. There are some semi interesting guys. Murray's interesting. Bertans, kind of but interesting. I would, my, my, I think I would push back. Is like I agree with you. Like I understand the idea. Like you have forty-five, fifty win team. Like add another star. You could push a little higher. You can make some room. I don't know how. Like this is a different discussion. I don't know about the fit for DeRozan on the Spurs. Oh. Like I just don't know if he's because you got like I'm thinking back to the playoffs this year. Their big problem, like they were playing Golden State. They're playing Golden no State without space. Curry. They had no space. They had no the shooting. And then around you go the in, Marcus. around the market. Around the market. He was crazy was no, that he year. Was he was so because the there was nothing going on there but nothing. him. And they just kept rolling it. I, yeah. I should have watched highlights before he we great. came. But like he just he kept efficiently scoring yeah. with no like nothing. But like 
the big issue for them is they kept thinking like, how can we get more shooters on the court with him? Like, yeah. We need shooters to play. We need somebody to space the floor. We need somebody to give him air. And I just don't know about bringing in a guy like DeRozan, like who's not a three point shooter. He's not a very a good, shooting. like I think and a ball, having no. him and LaMarcus and DeJounte Murray, like that's a lot of non shooting players on your team at once. Like, I yeah. just don't know. Like I have all the faith in the world in pop. Obviously he's a great we coach. They the always, and they always be able to figure things out. Sometimes, sometimes b- before the grain, sometimes against the grain, you know, they went back to the mid range when everyone else was going against it. And 2016, 2017, they were a great team. Fourth, fourth in the league last year in mid range. Yeah. And they got 47 wins with no one on yeah. the team. But like, I just don't like part of me still is like, yeah, they managed to do that. But like the end of the day, like you need space. Threes are worth more than two. You need somebody to be able to shoot the ball so that your defenders can create some space for your mid range game. And like, I just don't know if putting out DeRozan, Murray, and Aldridge all at the same time is going to be an effective way to do that. And I just I also don't know DeRozan has had some real struggles in the playoffs on the defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah. I don't know if you add like Murray's defensively a great point guard, so maybe he can, but like Lowry's a defensive point yeah. guard. He wasn't able to like I just don't know. He wasn't able Lowry wasn't able to what? To like cover for DeRozan's holes in the playoffs. So okay. I don't know. That might be more. Or was that more organizational and like more? I mean, but like it wasn't. Like it wasn't as floor. if you put DeRozan on the court and you're like, as long as we have a defensive point guard, we're okay. Okay. So like, I just I don't know about the fit of if this is really if you add DeRozan to this current team, that that's going to be okay. We can be able also, to take another step in the playoffs. Forget about DeRozan, like. They they also lost Kyle Anderson. They also Kyle lost, Anderson, they lost a great Danny defender. Green and Kawhi. You, they lost three. Two. Well, I don't know if they really meaning. If you want to look at last season, oh, Kawhi last didn't season. play last season. But Kyle but Anderson, Kyle Anderson, and Danny Green played big roles for them. Last I wonder season. if they're. I wonder if they're done. No, they're probably done. But like, I want to look at their wing defense. They've got nothing. They've yeah. got Rudy Gay Rudy and Gay. Marco Bellinelli and Mark- Demar Derozan. Like anyone else on Brian Forbes? He's strong. Brian Forbes and I don't know what David Burst. Davis Burton's duh. Like, I don't yeah, know a lot of their guys. Like, I don't know. He's like one of those, uh, I guess, Brandon. Yeah. Here, and also, big question like mark still is Manu, who, like, as much as he was 40 years old, was great for them yeah, on their bench unit. 15 like, minutes a game, 20 minutes yeah. a game max. But I I don't know, like, how how big is Brian Forbes? Is he a good defender? I want to say 6'5", but I don't know. Yeah, I, I looked him up. I saw that he was on the Spurs, and I was like, "I have never heard of you." Never before. heard of him. Wow, you're probably not that good. That's disappointing. That's my. No, I've heard of him. Uh, okay, I, I can't remember his game, but I remember him being like significant. Uh, I don't remember if he has a high ceiling. I don't think he has such a high ceiling. I don't know. But I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because like, that's my question. Of like, on the one hand, you look at this team on paper and you say they won 47 games this year. They added DeRozan, who was very good last season. Definitely, even from advanced stats, had a pretty good season last year, especially in the regular season. You add him to your team. That's a 50-something win team. That's a for-sure playoff team. But on the other hand, I'm like, you lose Kyle Anderson. You lose Danny Green. I'm of the opinion that, like, I think you a little bit overperformed last season. You had a great start to the regular season. How did season. they overperform, though? I think How if you look happen? at them, like, I, just, I don't like teams overperform. And if you look at them, like, they started the, the regular season. League. They started the regular season. They were a three or four seed for most of the season. And then at the end of the season, they started losing a lot of games. They dropped down all the way to the seventh seed. I forget if there was an injury involved there or what it was, but, like, they dropped from the three to the seven. They had a clear, they had a clear lead, I think, on the three also. Like they were cruising as the three seed. And they dropped a lot, a lot of the games at the end of the season. You lose Kelly. Like, I'm I'm a little concerned. The West is much more loaded this season. Like, I don't know if they can do it for another full year. I don't know if they can eat out of playoffs. No. I'm not I'm not confident. That's, in the, them. that's like the borderline like heresy take. Like 
could the Spurs miss the playoffs? This, this is my like two heresy takes. Like I feel like people's two lines are like, I believe in Pop and I believe in LeBron. And if I'm looking at the Western stop, playoffs this stop. year, microphone off, <laughs> microphone off. If I'm looking at the Western playoffs this year, no, there are too many stop. teams. Over, game over. There are too many teams with too much going on, and I'm, I have doubts about the Lakers, and I have doubts about the Spurs. I don't know if I'm ready to say that they're the nine ten, that they're the two teams sitting on the outside looking in, but I have doubts. I don't know if I'm ready to pencil them in here's the, the playoff spots. Here's the deal. I'll break it down for you, Shiel. Last year. We had we've had this conversation last I year. Maintain- last year you were on Team Raptors. I said, I said, Yechiel, I will be. I'm happy to pr- to predict for one year that LeBron will make the finals when he doesn't. Instead of saying he won't make the uh, the finals a year before he stopped. Now, now after, and I was right. I was right. They destroyed right. the Raptors. He destroyed the Raptors. But one, if you look at him against the Pacers, okay, the Celtics, okay. One second. Both of those one series second, went to one seven. Second, one second. One second. I stand by that take. No, you I don't. I stand by. They lost. I was in, right at the end lost, of the day. They won in seven in two different games. I stand by. If I make, a, I mean, if you were I make happy a hot being take, wrong that year. If I make a hot take, and it was close, and the Cavs win in seven. I'm not going to walk around my way and be like, I was totally off. I was totally off that I thought the Raptors could challenge them. There were some things I clearly got wrong about that series. I was not totally off in thinking that last, last year's Cavs were way more vulnerable, were way worse. They got taken to seven games. They won on a bunch of buzzer beaters yeah. against both the Celtics and the Pacers. I stand by okay. So, so, I, if, so they would have, if they would have, if it would have been a repeat of 2017 and they would have swept the Eastern Conference, I would happily admit I was completely wrong. I had doubts about LeBron and he proved me wrong. I don't think he proved me wrong. I think he overcame them, but I think I was accurate in my prediction yeah. that that was a different Cavs team than the one we'd seen in 2017. That was what I was saying last year, so, that so the 2018 was, Cavs were clearly worse. What I was going to say is that, is that, um, at, totally right. Totally right. You're totally right. And the, the end of the day, he made the final. But even I, after seeing this, was going to say, if, as I mentioned earlier, if everything was run back, this, I was going to pick the Celtics. But, I mean, I was going to pick the Celtics coming out of the East for this coming year, even if LeBron was still on the Cavs and the Raptors ran it back as they were last year. Agreed. And the Sixers making their mini jump. But with this mystique thing, there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, what's the term? There's no uh, sentimental wins. There's no, that's not yeah. an expression. There's no. What are you trying to say? Like, there's like an expression like, you lost, but like you had a, mo- a moral victory. No, there's no moral victory. There's no moral victory. No moral victory. There's no moral victory. In the victory. game of critic taking, but, but, but there is a mis- mystical line I won't cross, and I'm not willing to say either Pop or LeBron doesn't make the playoffs this year. It's a mystical line. I might not be here, but I hear, and that's the point. One second, that's the point. We get back to the West. There's no easy games. Like there, okay, the, the Kings, but maybe the Suns. I I say okay, the, Suns, the Suns, but the Suns. Even if they're going to be bad, they're going to try. But their nuggets, the nuggets got better. The, the Jazz are hard. So the Thunder got better. The Pelicans, the, the are the Pelicans got better. Maybe not better, but the they're good. The are still great. The but when Butler was healthy, they were also they were the four seed. They were so, great. So Pop schools guys who schools like these young teams don't know what they're doing. Like he's gonna like Pop just wins like you know these snoozers against the Suns because they don't know what they're doing. But there's much less of this, and LeBron can roll over the Magic in November because why not? But, like, they have to be on all year. And Pop can't win on just outperforming, like, just execution this year as much because there's talent. 
Yeah. And LeBron can't sleep through the entire regular season and expect to make the playoffs. The right, the playoffs could be like three, four years ago, the Suns year, where they early made 48 wins. We yeah. could have a 48-win team. Uh, yeah. We had a 46-win team last year, yeah. and the West is only getting better. So, um, no, I the West the Western playoffs are so, so beyond that. At the same time, though, like you, and he has to say this because this is an interview, but Pop, Pop did say in the interview, he was very happy. He's like, good for both teams. We have the DeRozan coming in. I'm excited. I think that, yes, it's true that if you were to just look at last year's series versus the Warriors and you're just like, oh, LaMarcus needs some space. But I also think that something else they could have used is just like a second option. Somebody else who can create offense for them. Yeah. Like they don't have a lot else of, to do. Like Murray's a defensive guy who can't really create offense for anybody else. And like last play, last yeah. year, you just knew every you need play. somebody else. Every play, play we're just need... throwing it into LaMarcus. Now they can do stuff. They can do a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah. so, Mar- and I think especially like the Spurs are great at developing players. And like the Spurs are great at coaching players. And DeMar DeRozan took a big step last year. Like he could take another step forward. Maybe work on his three, even if he doesn't work on his three. If he works on his playmaking, he works on his pick and roll. There's there's aspects to his game yeah. that could work. It's not just I like people talk about him as the mid range. He really cut down on his mid range a lot last year. He took more shots at the rim. He's great at driving to the rim, drawing contact, dunking over people. Yeah, I definitely. But his and like their defense was pops in the league or whatever up there with the Jazz last. No, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What was their defense like though? I'm not sure. I feel like it was good. I don't know. We should look it up after. <laughs> we assume well, Pop is usually good at defense, so presumably. <laughs> like, we need a producer. <laughs> like, yeah, Jim, Jim, yeah. Jim's staying fourth in the other room. <laughs> They're fourth lead. Yeah, uh, 90, uh, 103 points per 100 possession. Okay, good. That's pretty good. That's a good rating you made up there for this first. <laughs> so I'm making up. It's like they have room to fall on D, but their offense is atrocious. Again, <laughs> you're assuming. No, I just. Fitzmish <laughs> assumes based on data that, that exists, but he hasn't Googled that. Damn, we should Google it. Just be awkward. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely. So the reputation is a defensive team, so I understand what you're saying. The, <laughs> So, so then, so, and I think it's like, it's like kind of like a business where like, sometimes there's like a lot of room for growth in the beginning and like, and then like, as growth happens, then there's, uh, then there's, um, what's it called? Um, diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. So I think that the, the, I think that the Spurs offense, um, like starting from nothing, there was nothing there last year. There's no one who could do anything. Manu for 15 minutes a game, LaMarcus Aldridge, who else? And then system. Yeah. So there's a lot of room for let's move that up. So I wonder if you just put in and listen, all NBA MVP, we can debate that, but bona fide all-star. I hope you'd agree. I don't know about in the West, in the East. You don't even know about that. He's know. really good. A really good offensive player. Real, I, I will give you he's an all-star in offense. Yeah. All-star I'm offensive hard. player. Okay. Cut yeah. me the mid-range, whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it fits either. It's Pop, and I think that just, like, you inject that talent. I think he knew, like, because Pop signed off on this. Pop wanted DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. And it wasn't only, it was because he didn't want to build for the future, but he didn't look for, he didn't, I don't know, I'm sure he could have gotten some other quality They could have taken, like, Norman Powell, like they, or... I don't even know to the Raptors, yeah, but they, they could have gotten other in the league. Yeah, Washington was offering them. I'm sure they could have gotten a starter from oh, Washington. Uh, Uber, Probably Otto Porter Uber Jr. Or Porter. Or Uber or Porter. Like, they could have gotten... I don't they, know if those actually were on the table. I don't, yeah, but like, I don't know if Porter was on the table. Those, you, he was. I don't know. He was? I don't know. Similar don't know. kind of solid starters. If Covington and Sarge were on the table, 
those are decent players who fit better in general, like better scalability. But like, yeah. So like, I think that the, there's something with Tamar Drozen, but the defense. I'm worried about the defense, and you just like look at it, um, and like just look through their lineup. They have at the one, which is kind of rare in the NBA, which is big, and they have at the five. They have these like Powell. No, no athleticism, but like good positional, and same with Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, like they're solid, but nothing on the wings, and no outside uh, Demario. Demario's his name, Demarcus. Who the their their point guard? Oh, Dejounte. Dejounte. Outside. <laughs> oh wow, that's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a D, and it's like a it's a Fair. two. It's like a D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside, outside <laughs> of him, they don't have any like. Like they don't have any studs, defensive studs. No, they're definitely missing wing defenders. That is an issue. So yeah, so I'm worried about that. But yeah, Rudy Gay, throw in just for fun. Rudy Gay did miss a few games last year. That is true. Yeah, he missed like a bunch of games, like probably like 20. I think he won played 50 something games last year. Um, and he'll maybe hopefully be healthy. And he's solid offense, defense, both solid, but like not a stud, not particularly scalable. Ball dominant and mid range guy also. So. Stuff that I'm not, but I'm not really like they got 47 wins with no one. Presumably, there's like you add someone, there's a lot of room for growth, but like I'm just not sure how much because the West has gotten so better, and I'm just not sure on the fit. Yeah, I don't, I think they max out at a first, like at a first round playoff loss. Like, I, I don't envision them beating anybody in the first round. This gets into the West in general. I just think if this works, like if this doesn't work, if it, it really works and it's pop and like you trust pop and you think pop can do anything, they're not in the world. touching warriors. They're not touching no, warriors. They're definitely not touching warriors, but, assuming the Rockets are good again, which I think they, I think they'll still be. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think they're touching either of them, but like maybe if they get like a four seed, they match up with the Jazz. Then maybe they match up well. But that's like, the thing in the West, like outside of the Warriors and like the Rockets, depending on how much they fell back, like there's no like, oh, untouchable teams really. No. The Thunder look really good, but like the Thunder look good. The Jazz look the good. The Jazz, you think like, oh, the are they for real though? Like, because there's not much there. I don't know. It's just like nice. But they're so good defensively and they have good. There's not much there in terms of like an all, like there's no clear all star on that team, but everyone there is so like Joe Ingles is a great passer, great shooter, great defender. Ricky Rubio, another great passer, great shooter, great. Like they just have everybody on their team is just like an idea. Like when you think of like ideal players, you're like passing, shooting, defense. Yeah. Like all their players can do that. No, other than Donovan Mitchell, they don't really have any like go to scores in the traditional sense, but I think they just have so much three shooting, defense, and passing that they can. I think they're a really good team out west this season. Okay. So, yeah. Just like, I guess, Kawhi, we discussed it from all the angles, but just like, I guess, wrap it up. Like, I I just want final, like, things. Like, this is the end of the Spurs era, maybe. We'll see how it turns out. And also the end of, like, but also the end of, like, one of the most bizarre sagas of this past year, the Kawhi saga. Any, any, like, there's been so many stories from some, like, like, I don't know what's like, there was this report that, like, Pop wanted to announce that he was out for the full season, and, like, they said they wanted to give him all the space in the world, and, like, they wanted to let him come back, and, like, the players were, like, pushed into comments from the media, and they really, they had nothing against Kawhi, they just, like, they were trying to, like, give somebody people insight, and then there's the other side of, like, no, Kawhi was mismanaged, like, I don't know. I honestly, like, I don't know what to believe. There's so much noise out there. Like, there's stories from different sides. I really, I don't know like, what was, what's going on there. Uh, what was, was Kawhi thinking? I I have so few guesses about what Kawhi was up like, what's, to. I feel like the classic take is, like, a little annoyed about, about Spurs. 
like a bit of being a bit of a baby and like I don't know, sabotage himself a little bit. Yeah. Kawhi does not look good. Like my opinion of Kawhi is not high because I don't think I haven't seen anything to shout to tell me that like the Spurs were in the Spurs did something clearly egregious in this scenario. They might have handled it a bit. I don't know. Yeah. They might have handled it a bit badly, but like I don't think his team has I don't think Kawhi's team has communicated anything. That Tony Parker quote was taken out of context. The Tony so Parker quote was kept, like I don't think I've seen anything from the Spurs where it's like we rushed you back from injury when you weren't, when you like were completely unready. Like they had a doctor, the doctor said they thought he was ready. He said he wasn't like, that's like a disagreement, but like, like you should be able to trust your own body. Fine. I understand why Kawhi would be upset, but like, I don't think it's an egregious thing. If you put somebody through a medical, the doctor says he should be ready. And like, you try him out. Like, it's not like the doctor said he shouldn't go. And pop was like, I don't care. Like they put him through his team doctor. They put him through. They gave him the space. They're professional doctors who said like, High paid doctors. They don't get crack doctors to go around being like they get paid a lot of it's money. In their to interest take care of to be good, also because yeah, they're like, hoping they're, they wanted term. to sign him to a supermax. They were worried about him long term. Like, there's nothing I've seen to convince me that like the Spurs did something egregious enough to warrant. I think the treatment Kawhi has given to you them. Think, like that's like probably the classic take on it, right? No, yeah. Like, like I, think, I think like Kawhi. Like it seems like Kawhi's in the wrong. He hasn't said enough to defend himself. I think the Spurs, like, you can, like, nitpick at things, but, like, I don't think they did anything to warrant, like, an I refuse to play and I'm going to move elsewhere kind of situation, especially, like, if his problem was with Tony Parker. Tony Parker left. Like, you can go back. He's not there anymore. Like, it I could just, just be, like, a kind of, like, a... And this maybe is, like, babyish, but, like, he's his own person, and, like, you, and people have the right to be selfish, but, like, I don't know, he wants to live in L.A. So, yeah. Like, he wants... So he forces himself out. But, like, I think that's selfish. You're not I think to that's do that. like, Yeah. You're allowed to be selfish. The question is, like... You're allowed to be selfish when you're on a free agent. But, like, when you sign a contract as an NBA team, there's protections from both sides. You agree to play for them for five years, and they agree to continue paying you money for five years. If your value goes down, if you have, like, Luol Deng, whose value went way down, it's still getting paid $16 million because they signed him to a long-term deal. Your team can't terminate the contract, and you can't terminate... Like, that's what a contract is. So, a small part of me thinks there's, like... I don't know, and this maybe I'm just, like, falling guilty to, like, a trope of the day. Like, I just wonder if there's like, if there's like a, like a very personal, like mental health aspect of this going on. But like, I think we've all like, and I, we're not giving Kawhi like the space to be, yeah, to do what he wants, I to do like, what he deserves. You know, like you're in that organization where it's all about the legacy. You're like all constantly, like you feel like you're being owned and like, yes, yeah, sure. Like pop does really appreciate the emotions and like the self of his players. But at the same time, like, there's probably a, an element in Spurs of, like, of annulling of self and, like, maybe a lack of, like, self-fulfillment. And maybe this is sort of triggered in Kawhi. Like, listen, I'm playing armchair psychologist. Yeah. But just, like, the sketchiness of this makes me, and, like, him communicating, which is maybe just Kawhi, makes me just, um, like, I don't know, maybe, like, it triggered, like, it's, it's triggered, like, anxiety. And he just can't, he just can't deal. With, with the Spurs culture, which is like on the one hand so perfect and so and so um, nurturing and like whatever I've watched five documentaries on YouTube about it, but on the other hand maybe it's just like overwhelming and and uh, suffocating too much to handle. Yeah, that's a, that's just like the vibe, but a baseless no, vibe. There definitely like there definitely is another side to the story. Like Kawhi must have a perspective, but like he hasn't said enough, I think, to yeah. like do himself any favors. Like I think that's also like a confusing part of it. Like. 
if like there were like rumors like he was worried about his brand he's worried about like his name like he wants to make more money from endorsements like the way to make money from endorsements is to go out and play basketball at a high level and like have a good social media online presence and like Kawhi does not seem to be doing so like I don't know if I believe that all like, like there it must be like there must be something Kawhi is thinking about there must be something he wants to do and like there must have been some reason that he was annoyed so like there definitely there must be something I think from his side I think we'd all like the the um the sci science fiction like the science fiction like interdimension time viewer thing we can just look down two paths like the path Kawhi took and what would have been if like he just like been a spur and just like spurred it up like yeah. you know we also don't know how serious the injury is and whether that this will end up ruining his career yeah but how it end, would have ended up turning up in the different options because i'm just like curious i just wonder if we've ultimately seen either like a grant hill situation or cite your superstar who is who injuries ruined their career Derek or rose Derek rose but or i just wonder if we literally have just witnessed like a potential top 20 15 of all time player and just this alternate reality that will happen of like a Okay, that was a solid career. That was good. He had like five All Star years, and that was cool. And he had that really cool peak where he like owned the league. But like, ooh, I wonder what could have been. I think that's that would be my like. I I would assume he doesn't return back to the same level. Yeah. Like I just like you have a big injury Either on the Spurs or not on the Spurs. Yeah. But also, there could be just not being on the Spurs will make him not as good. Yeah, we've seen that time. Like players when players switch teams, lots of times like. People especially thought Jay Crowder Spurs. was going to be an incredible player. Like especially the Spurs. he switched Corey Joseph, right? Was on the Spurs. Yeah, he's not. He's pretty good, but was still. But like not as like on the Pacers. He's yeah. that does not. Like, not we haven't seen it with success. stars because the yeah. stars have stayed. Stars have stayed. But who knows? But, okay. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first ever episode of the NBA Thoughts Podcast. Big shout out to our whole Chevra in the NBA Thoughts Messenger Group. Ah, oh, the best messenger group. Make sure you can you, be in touch with me or Yechil if you'd like to join it. We highly recommend it. Greatest group around. So many insights. And make sure to stay tuned. Hopefully coming with a new episode next week to dissect the rest of the Western Conference. Who are the playoff teams? Who are not the playoff teams? Some more hot takes from me and Bitsfish. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Is LeBron mysticisms no. forever? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> See you later stay next time. Stay tuned to find out. Thank Enjoy. you.